Hey guys, welcome back to the Pop Culture Workshop. I'm Kevin Hart. I'm Mike Wimacher. Uh Last week took a week off, but this week we're back with a vengeance. Yes. So, so much to get to because we'll start right off the top. It's Comic-Con weekend. Mm-hmm. As the recording of this Pop Culture Workshop, We've only had one day at Comic-Con. The only thing we've seen has been the Dungeons & Dragons movie trailer. Did you watch that? No, but I know there was a Dungeons & Dragons movie from the 80s that was of very Oh, there was another one in the 90s with Jeremy Irons and one of the Wayans brothers and stuff that uh, did not go over well either. But this one's different. Dungeons & Dragons now hip. Cool again because of Stranger Things. Yeah, uh, Chris Pine is in this incarnation uh, iteration, as is Michelle Rodriguez, and the dude from um, oh, what's that show? Bridgerton. Yeah, is that the is that the like uh, basically the body novel of Netflix shows? Yeah. Okay, that guy's also in it. The guy from season one. So that trailer dropped on Thursday. The recording of this podcast is Friday. The big day is going to be Saturday. That's when you have in the big hall, Hall H. I've never been to Comic Con, but I'm a nerd enough to know about all the halls. Yeah. Uh, and Hall H tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, will be Warner Brothers. They're going to bring more Black Adam footage. The Rock is actually going to be in the hall as part of the panel. Nice. Uh, they're also going to bring in Shazam, Fury of the Gods. So that's a follow-up to the original Shazam. Interesting as well, I just saw earlier today before we recorded this, Kev, one of the higher-ups at the WB said that the Schneiderverse version of DC is done. They're not going to continue to follow mm. that particular iteration of the of that whole kind of universe they had built. For a lot of us, to be expected. A lot of people are going to be mad, but you got the Snyder cut of Justice League. Please just be happy with that. <laughs> I mean, that's all I can say. I watched it. Um, well, I thumbed through it. I wasn't going to sit there four hours of it. And you know what? It's cool that... Look, it's cool that uh, Zack Snyder got to finish his movie because a lot of directors don't get to do that and don't get to do it as quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Richard Donner cut of Superman. I mean, how many years after, yeah, yeah. you know, that movie and, you know, Little Shop of Horrors, the original ending was lost until like 10 years ago. Uh, so, I mean, that's there's all that stuff. It's interesting you bring up Superman. That's one of the big rumors is they're going to bring Henry Cavill back and announce a new Superman movie. He was a good Superman. He looks the part of Superman. Yeah, I, mean, I, had, no, I had no issue with him. And then, Sat- so they're going to have to go big Saturday morning yeah. because Saturday night is Marvel. Mm-hmm. Marvel's only Saturday night. Now, I had an interesting conversation with Eric Davis from Fandango.com. He's actually not at Comic-Con this year. He's kind of the man in the chair. He's going to be kind of curating all the things coming out. Mm-hmm. And I asked him about, you know, what does Marvel have to do? Because right now Marvel's in a weird place in the fact that the movies are still doing relatively well in the box office, critically acclaimed all the shows for the most part on Disney+. And we'll, we'll get to Miss Marvel and how that wrapped up. But I asked Eric Davis this question and I feel it's a valid one, has Marvel become a victim of their own success Mm. in that they have trained us that there's always a bigger picture to everything, right? You watch a movie, you enjoy it, but how does it lead, how does it further the overarching narrative? Yeah. So they've almost made us unable to actually enjoy a single film because we want want our cake and eat it too. We want a great, enjoyable film. We want them to push boundaries. But we also want them to tell a bigger story arc. Yeah, and there is, uh, I mean, there's TV shows for that. 
and like mm-hmm. um i i understand movie series i mean and I, my favorite movie series is james bond so i mean there's 25 movies i you know i can't say anything about that but uh i mean you are correct and that has been a sort of the issue with a lot of uh movies even as the universe cinematic universe sort of stuff especially with marvel was kicking into high gear i mean movies like any sort of uh like a play like a book you have a beginning a middle and an end and there's sort of a you know, you you have in you know film class or you know theater class or whatever. You have the, you know, the rising action, the yeah. climb. You know, you have all that, and not every movie has to follow that exactly. Uh, certainly, right. But when it's a movie, if you can't watch it as a standalone, you know, film, you're going to alienate people. I mean, regardless. I mean, if you can't sit down and say. You know, I think it's something like Terminator 2. Terminator 2 is a direct sequel to Terminator 1 that has all of this, you know, lore behind it. But you can watch it as its own movie. True. Because it gives right, at right. least a little bit of explanations. And and you bring up a good point. Maybe there's fatigue to that. The fact that some people pump the brakes a little bit now because it's like, I don't want to have to have seen all these other movies to enjoy this movie, which is why maybe Top Gun Maverick became such a big hit, because you, if had you not seen Top Gun, I don't know, and I have not seen Top Gun Maverick, but I mean, it keeps making bank. But I don't think anyone who didn't see the original Top Gun couldn't walk into Top Gun Maverick and just be like, oh, this is Top Gun Maverick, like, like, and just watch it and and under and be like, okay, I'm cool. With I that. haven't seen it, but from what I've heard, if you have ancillary knowledge of Top Gun, if you know Tom Cruise is in it and he flies a plane, you're good. You're good to watch yeah. Top Gun Maverick, <laughs> right? That's basically so. All with I've Marvel, heard. I think they're trying, and I give them credit. Stuff like Moon Knight, stuff like you know Thor: Love and Thunder, I really enjoyed. I, I saw that when it came out uh, a couple weeks ago, and I really enjoyed it. The humor was there. I think. When you build, you have such a passionate fan base, right? And you did such a great job of paying everything off with Avengers Endgame. People are wanting that again. And when you're not giving them, you know, that's the Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet was from the get go, right? We were getting pieces, pieces. We knew where they were headed. Right now, you don't know who that big baddie is. And I think in that vacuum, people abhor that vacuum. So they want to, everybody wants to know what's what's coming, what's coming, what's coming. Yeah. So that's what Marvel's going to have to try to maybe accomplish. They can throw you off the scent a little bit if they come out. Uh, Saturday night and say, because they just dropped, Disney Plus just has their first R-rated in the U.S. They just dropped Deadpool, Deadpool 2, and Logan on Disney Plus as of the recording of this podcast. Are we going to get a Deadpool announcement from Marvel? How Deadpool comes in there to kind of like tell kind of get people off the scent a little bit of like you don't need to know the big baddie yet but here's you know here's deadpool they also at the end of miss marvel if you watch that they made a nod to the x-men a very subtle nod do they announce how the x-men are going to show up into the mcu that stuff that's going to then reinvigorate that fan base without giving away the ghost of what is to come Overall, there is, and there's um, there's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of rumors. Actually, have you heard the rumor of who the big baddie is supposed to be? Uh, I hear I've heard two different ones. The one I feel like the most is Kang the Conqueror. Okay, uh, who's a time traveling bad guy who we saw in Loki yeah. at, the, at the end of Loki, 
uh, and is supposed to basically play a big role in the next Ant-Man and Wasp. But I've also heard they're trying to go to Secret Wars, which is another big crossover thing that was kind yeah. of like the Infinity Saga, the Infinity Gauntlet. But what else have you heard? I had heard... Um and I mean, this, a lot of this is speculation. I don't know how much of it is like industry, you know, leaks or whatever. Yeah. Um, but there's been a lot of talk about uh, finally doing like a really good version of Doctor Doom and having Doctor yes. Doom be the big baddie. Yeah, I see that as well because that's another thing they may announce because they have the Fantastic Four now. We saw Krasinski, which. You know, you saw him momentarily in uh, Doctor Strange. That's kind of fan casting. Yeah. But, man, I would love to see him stay in that role. I think he'd be great. Uh, mm. that's, that's, that's just me, him as Mr. Fantastic. He, I like Krasinski. He looks like Mr. Fantastic, but I don't know. I saw that clip, and I was like, <laughs> I know people – I don't know. That's, yeah. I, feel, I feel like that's giving the people too much of what they want. Yeah, that's too much fan service. So we'll see. That's what all we'll be keeping eye on. We'll, we'll give you all that we – think of and all the information and our thoughts on it during next week's uh, pop culture workshop so yeah. we'll get we'll get it all out but I just wanted to pri- you can tell I'm very excited oh about yeah it, no so. I no, I've, I've heard a lot too seen, I don't keep all, up as much as the movies as you or maybe even some of our listeners but um, I am always excited to see where these things are going and uh, yeah and Comic-Con obviously there's other different kind of streaming shows you're going to get stuff out of so we'll, we'll have a, a wrap up of comic-com next week uh, staying with marvel though and disney ms marvel miss marvel did wrap up uh, last week yeah uh, and i thoroughly enjoyed actually it wrapped up a couple weeks ago yeah we didn't have a podcast last week. i thoroughly enjoyed it's it. a good we, show we, we may have we may have discussed it a little last time we had a pop culture workshop but i really enjoyed the way it all wrapped up the subtle nod to the X-Men was fantastic. Uh, and then the post credit scene leads us into what we can expect from the movie, The Marvels. Yeah. So it was it really was it was slow to start out, but boy did they bring it home and really nail the landing really good. And it was a it was a show with heart and emotion, and I think Marvel should use more of that to get us more that, emotionally in tie to these characters. As I keep saying, and as we both agreed, that first episode alone just reminds me so much of that first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. I yeah. mean, it's it's got the heart, it's got the family, and it's got you know discovering your powers. Unfortunately, with the show, uh, there's been reports that the viewership has been very very low on it. Well, originally it was. It's gotten better. Has it gotten um, better? The, it's it's the yeah. highest. So the critically at Rotten Tomatoes, it's the highest rated Marvel thing ever. Oh, at good. 98%. Hey, that's good. The overall viewership isn't matching the previous incarnations of MCU shows on Disney Plus, but in certain demos, the younger demo, uh, the demo that is seeking the representation of Miss Marvel shows, the the viewership for that is through the roof. Oh, good. So it's hitting the right notes with the right people. And that and that's the biggest thing. That's, so yeah. I'm assuming the way they left it off, there may be a season two. We don't know. It all depends on what happens with the movie, The Marvels. But I really enjoyed it. I think it it's really one of the it's it's something different in the fact that it lighter fare, but it's also a coming of age story. To your point, uh, you know, a teenager dealing with their powers and dealing with how that affects their family and affects relationships down the road as well. So I thoroughly enjoyed Miss yeah. Marvel. Um, looking at uh, another, another thing coming to streaming in September, it's a thing that we both watched 
Rob Zombie's version of the Munsters oh boy. has dropped not one but two trailers. He's actually gone online to, and really had to defend things after the first trailer dropped, saying this was not a thirty million dollar budget. This is a passion project. You know, I tried to stay true to the way the Munsters were and what I watched growing up. It is PG, which is weird to say coming from Rob Zombie, but. That was a thing that I watched. Thoughts on the on the trailer for that the is Monsters? one of the cheapest things I've ever seen in my life. That that just looked horrible. I I'm sorry. I know we try to be positive on these, but like, man, the camera on my iPhone could shoot better quality than that trailer. And I think part of that is he wants to stay with that old school feel. But 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 the monsters isn't schlocky b-movie it's a sitcom and yeah it's it had it was a 60s show with 60s special effects on a tv budget it was in black and white but it wasn't some of the later ones were color but the color was even off like it's very much rob zombie visually like it's pg rob zombie but it's rob zombie visually in that colors pop in weird ways uh the it's kind of a darker I, I say colors pop in different ways, then I say it's kind of a darker thing. But it's not the dynamic that you remember from the original no, monster. Because this is his story. It's, it's very much close. it's very much a love story, right? Yeah. And I I like Rob Zombie. I think he does some things interesting visually. I think he's an interesting director at times. But his insistence on casting his wife in everything. Yeah. No offense to Sherry Moon Zombie. In small doses, I think she does an okay job in small roles. But I don't think she's an actress that can carry a movie. And in this particular movie, she plays Lily, and it's very much focused on the love story with Lily and Herman. But through the trailers, Grandpa hates Herman. Like, Grandpa's trying to take out Herman, and that's not the dynamic kids who watched the monsters like i watched the monsters obviously in syndication it was vastly done by the time i was watching oh yeah i was saying it didn't rerun and there's just not that happy-go-lucky vibe to it no like it's just just it's just this weird kind of almost acid trip of a monsters film it looks pg i don't know looks so weird like i can't if it was in black and white it would be fine i don't think there would be nearly as much backlash true with how cheap it looks filmed, the popping, almost Technicolor attempt at colors just looks so weird and blown out, and the bit rate is terrible. Um, I don't. Am I being unreasonably like, like, like bashing bad about this? Because it's like, no, it, it looks so. bad. It looks really like, and it's. It, I don't it's think you're being unreasonable at all, Kevin. I think I'm being overly optimistic. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to at least attempt to watch it on no, Netflix. I'm going to watch it, but that's uh, the in thing. September, but I don't know how much. To be honest with you, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to get through of it. It looks. It's going to be. I, I think I'll probably take me longer, maybe, to get through that than it did to get through tra- Stranger Things. And Stranger Things, like 18 hours. Well, Stranger Things season. keeps you engaged, right? Exactly. Uh, like I don't. But it looks because it was what it was supposed to be on Paramount Plus, or it was supposed to be on Peacock. And well, then, he said that that wasn't the whole. That wasn't the thing. He said it's a Universal property, so people assumed it was going to Peacock and maybe theaters because Universal. But Universal. I think even Universal realized, like, this is a turd, and so we better sell it to somebody else. So they like, here you go, Netflix. Straight to video. And, I mean. And Netflix will have – and it's going to be such a, a, a stark dichotomy between the monsters with Rob Zombie coming out in September for Netflix. Yeah. Alongside Tim Burton's take on Wednesday Adams with the Wednesday show. Yeah. That looks interesting. 
the monsters we've already wasted i think too much oxygen on talking about the monsters and the trailer so we're gonna go ahead and move on to something else that's on netflix currently okay sure the gray man the gray man yeah Directed by the Russos, who directed uh, Captain America Civil War. They directed Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame. They're reunited with Chris Evans, who is definitely not Captain America in this particular movie. No, he's not. Him and his mustache chew scenery in this one. He battles Ryan Gosling. Uh, when I talked to Eric Davis, who's seen this on the big screen, he says he wishes it would have got a, it had a limited big screen release last week, but now it's on Netflix. It was a two hundred million dollar budget. It looks it. Uh, yeah, that's and that's what he and that's what Eric Davis from Fandango said. Basically, he said it is action from start to finish, uh, and it's worldwide action. Like they use every bit of the two hundred million dollars to just kind of go. He feels like Chris Evans is better in this movie than Ryan Gosling is. I've heard that. Uh, Evans is more maniacal and just kind of this eccentric weirdo bad guy. He said, but Gosling, Ryan Gosling as an action hero has that like just a presence and he hits those one-liner quips and that's what eric davis saying like he brings some humor to it uh it, it has a bigger cast than that but that i mean that's what it's being marketed as yeah i'd definitely be watching it this weekend and i'm looking forward to seeing how i feel about it i i have heard and i don't want this to damper you watching it i've heard that it it is something that probably should be watched on the big screen. It's kind of weird to watch it, I guess, on a TV. Hmm. But I think that's what Eric Davis saying, seeing it on the big screen. Because I, I heard it is wall-to-wall action scenes. Yeah. It he says looks, it's kind of like John Wickish. It, John Wick, it looks like the Avengers in the trailer just because of all the, like, <laughs> action and the stuff going and stuff. So, I mean, I'm sure it's fine. I don't have um, – I've just – that's from reviews I've read and, like, see. Well, like, I have surround sound, so we'll see if that helps. That might help. But, I mean, uh, honestly, that's that, – yeah. That's a big part of it. One movie you can see this weekend in theaters that's getting rave reviews. Once again, Jordan Peele just has the Midas just touch right does now. it again. Yeah. I mean. Nope is getting huge critical acclaim. I'll be interested to see how it does in the box office. And once again, you know, talking to Eric Davis, it's Jordan Peele giving you an entertaining, thought-provoking movie that is used as an allegory for something else. Yes. It's very reminiscent, and I asked Eric about this, it's very, very reminiscent of what George Romero did with a lot of his zombie movies. Yeah. On their face, they're zombie movies, but they are making statements about our culture uh, under the, under, under the sub- subtext, yeah. right? They're, and so that's what Jordan Peele is doing. And in this particular movie, from what Eric Davis says, it really deals with our kind of obsession with spectacle and how we can monetize spectacle. Why do we stop and look at the car crash? Why do we slow down? Is really kind of, and there's other things it talks about as well, but that's the main crux of Nope, is the fascination we have with these macabre, weird things, and why why are we so obsessed with it? Yeah, that's... And that's uh, that's how uh, people have uh, felt about things for a long time. Mm-hmm. We've always been. I mean, the expression "it's like looking at a car crash." I can't look away. I mean, how many times have probably you or I said that? Yeah. Just in, about news or passing or something like, like, geez, I just couldn't look away. But it's it's one of those things where you just we're fascinated by these, you know, you know, death, these macabre things. As you know, horrible as we might cringe, it's like. 
well, I kind of want to see what's going to happen here. We even like train wreck television, we call it, right? Like yeah. some of these reality shows are just like, oh, they're train wreck television, but I can't look away. 90 Day Fiance. We're just, oh, we are obs- yeah. we're obsessed with like things are just like, oh my God, like how is this? So- I can make jokes about The Bachelor every day in my life, but the few episodes I watched, I was glued to the TV. I'm like, this is so trashy. I right, love it. Right, yeah, exactly. And so there's that subtext. And it's rare and refreshing, I think, to have a movie that you can go and watch, right, and still enjoy, like, like nope, assuming I, I, have, I haven't seen it yet, yeah. but, like, getting good reviews. But if you want to take it to another level, you can then have a discussion about it, that it's thought-provoking. But if you don't want to have that discussion, if you just want to take it at its face level, it's still an entertaining movie that you saw. Yeah. But if you want to take it that next level, and I think that's what makes a truly great film. Oh, absolutely. Is when you can watch a film, be entertained, but then also have a discussion about it later and the multiple layers it hits on. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. I don't know if I'll be able to see it this weekend, but it's definitely on my list, and it's changing. It's once again Jordan Peele taking a genre and flipping it on its head and making it kind of his own version of it. Uh, there is a lot of nods, people are saying, to Spielberg and you know obvious comparisons to different Spielberg movies that involve UFOs. I'll let you kind of make that leap yourself. Yeah. Uh, I do like that Jordan Peele has kind of clapped back at people like on Twitter who's saying he's the greatest horror film movie director ever. And Jordan he, Peele clapped back like, mm, he's, let's pump the brakes, yo. No, he, he yeah, he was like, don't – what did he say in response? He was like, don't – He's like, I will not stand for this John Carpenter slander. Right? Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, so, so he, yeah, I mean, he's, and I think that also helps in the fact that he is so reverent to to those he's so directors he's so and humble. to the history. Yeah, I mean, humble, he's just yeah. yeah. And so he kind of embraces. He's just happy to be compared to them. Yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing how that does in the box office, but also looking forward to seeing it as well. Yeah. So. I think that's that's I think that about does it. Yeah, I guess. It about does it does it. Unless we want to go on and get into Mortal Kombat, getting a sequel, the new Mortal Kombat franchise. Oh boy, <laughs> bringing back the same director. I liked it. I watched it. I liked it. Oh, HBO it looks Mac. fine. I didn't. So. I didn't actually watch it, but yeah, so. the Barbie movie's coming out. What's that? Oh, the yeah. Barbie the Barbie movie? movie? I kind of want to see the Barbie. That cast looks ridiculously stacked. <laughs> yeah. Same with Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Uh, Oppenheimer is great, too. You'll get, if you go to see um, Nope, you get a teaser trailer for Oppenheimer. Oh, super. That so sounds good. There's that, and then there's Astro, Astro City or whatever, the new Wes Anderson that also has a freaking ridiculous cast. So there's going to be a lot of huge, big budget casted movies next year with Barbie and it's so all over the place right Astro City Wes Anderson uh, you got Barbie and then you got Oppenheimer which is which is about the nuclear bomb right yeah and exactly then you, and then you can uh, go party with Barbie in the other who's theater who's just the bomb oh yeah I mean honestly yeah <laughs> I like that <laughs> uh, but I mean I'm gonna see that Barbie movie I mean dude there's so many people in that movie oh yeah Will Ferrell Margot Robbie Ryan Gosling I mean the list goes on yeah. and on and on there's that Leonard Bernstein movie coming out too with um, oh yeah Brad Pitt wearing a big nose yeah yeah. It's, <laughs> there's a lot still to come and we'll keep you yeah. up to date on all of it here on the Pop Culture Workshop <laughs> <laughs>